Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian. And I'm Stormy. And Happy New Year. <laughs> um, we're back. We survived 2020, barely. We did. That's, I think that's what's most important, is that we made it through probably like there's no better definition for hell on earth than 2020. So let's just hope these things, you know, just, just, just hope this year goes better. I mean, knock on wood, knock on glass, <laughs> knock on Dolly Parton's titties. We're yes. just everything. It hasn't been starting <laughs> uh, so hot, but you know what? We're going to be hot this year. I feel like if anything, Meg the stallion says so period. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is crazy. This is our first, um, episode of 2021 and we, you know, we took some time off. Um, you know, we needed to regather our thoughts and just, it, 2020 truly was a year that just really wrecked everything. <laughs> uh, but we're back and we're Betty, uh, or Betty, we're back and we're ready. We're Betty White. And, <laughs> we're Betty White. Uh, happy birthday. She just had a birthday the other day. Um, but yeah, so this is insane. And, you know, we're, we're really excited because, I mean, every single month moving forward, we're going to be, you know, kind of having like a theme going. Uh, so we're going to try to do, we're going to do a very small theme for this month. So there's only two episodes in the month of January, but I missed you, Storm. I missed you too. Uh, we used our time away, uh, intelligently. Smartly? I don't know. <laughs> uh, in a self-caring way, you know, we took some time off. Just to really, at least for me, to definitely get some more mental clarity, at least. Oh, yeah. And then we obviously uh, got a head start on 2021 with Slasher, so I'm excited. Me too. I'm really excited. It's going to be a big year. And, I mean, we're starting off in a huge way, I feel like, at least, with discussing a movie that I've never seen before. Saw. The original Saw. So, you know... <sighs> One of my favorites. Yeah, we decided to just come in, you know, uh, guns blazing, I guess, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, I mean, we're not going to be those people that kind of just hint at what happened. Um, like Adrian said, we all just needed a break, especially me. Um, and that just leads us to a really important conversation that I want slash her to be a safe space for. And for obviously the community surrounding us to be a safe space and feel comfortable discussing it. And that's mental health. Um, I want to give a small trigger warning to everybody around us, not only because of this episode, but because of this discussion. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, sometimes things just get really dark and you just feel like you're alone and nobody cares. But I can promise you that. There's a lot of fucking people that care. And no matter where you are in your fight, um, you still have a lot of life left to lead. And even if you're just an icon on my Twitter, like, I care about you. You're not just zeros and ones to us at all. So, yeah, it's true. And I mean, I think a very important thing is just. I mean, I know it's been said like up and down, but there really is a stigma around mental health. And it's just. It's upsetting because it really is something that people just they don't they don't like to talk about it or they don't like to like focus on it or they just try to act like it 
isn't a real thing. And it's, it's troublesome. I know, especially with me growing up, um, just with my family, especially, I mean, I can only speak from experience, uh, but especially in like Mexican households, like if anything were to come up or if you were like really sad about something, like it's immediately kind of just thrown in your face. Like you don't have a reason to be sad. And that's just a thing. I feel like a lot of people kind of just get built up and they kind of grow and evolve with that thought process. That is if, you know, you have a job, uh, you have a house, you have a roof over your head, you're able to eat, you know, you know, you have somebody, you know, you're in love with somebody, but even in those instances, you can still be sad. And I think it really builds up a lot of negativity in one's thoughts. Like when you get sad and you think of like everything you have going for you and it just makes it, it puts a heavier weight on your shoulders. Cause then at that point you feel like there's something wrong with you because you don't right. have a reason to be sad. Um, and stuff like that just isn't, it's not okay. And it's definitely important for people to understand that, you know, you know, it's okay to be sad. Um, it happens to everybody and you're not alone and there's no need to have, you know, or there's no need to like be afraid to have that conversation because there's places to go. There's people to speak to and there's resources out there for everybody, obviously. Um, so it's just important that we continuously advocate for, uh, mental health care. Uh, therapy is a big thing, you know, if, and it sucks too, just cause the state of the world obviously might be difficult, but if you have the means of therapy, I always think it's something that's definitely worth looking into. I know therapy in itself is its whole, like it's a, its own topic, you know, therapists themselves can also just not you know, <laughs> properly do, uh, things that they should be doing that sometimes their practices aren't really helpful for certain people. So it's very important that you take the time to find what fits you and figure out who you can speak with freely and who you feel comfortable with. Cause that's all very important because you need to be able to just, you know, talk about your emotions, man. It's really important. It really is. Yeah. You really just need to remember that depression is the only club that convinces you that you're the only member. And like we keep saying, like, you're not alone. There's more people that I know that do struggle with anxiety and ideation and depression than I know that don't struggle with it. And if they say that they don't struggle with it, they probably are, but they're too proud to say anything or they're too stigmatized. Um, so, yeah, I just we get slash her care and we just want everybody to take care of themselves, obviously, including ourselves. Between me and Adrian. <laughs> Inclu including the hosts. Because yes. <laughs> we did. We need, you know, we need to take some time. Um, and that's just, that's it. You know, and there's, again, there's resources. There's places you can go. Um, there's a few websites that we'll probably link in the show notes if you're interested at all. Um, definitely feel free to check it out. Uh, I found a great article uh, by VeryWellMind.com that kind of lists out they themselves list out a whole bunch of different websites and places to go and people to contact. Um, of course, one of them being uh, just the Mental Health Association um, website itself directly, which even has like tools that will um, like testing that they do even like online. They have quizzes that you can take that will, of course, kind of evaluate where you are mentally and determine if, you know, you may want to look into additional help with that. Uh, so there's places to go. There's people to speak to. Um, a few places is that you can even give a call to, of course, is the Suicide Crisis Hotline. We'll put that number down in our show notes as well. Um, the Text Crisis Hotline as well, because you can also text the hotline if you don't really like to talk to people too much. Uh, and, of course, the Trevor Project uh, is something that's huge for the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, they've done so much work just in general with the community. And, of course, especially, I mean, I mean, 
the LGBTQ community in itself has so many issues with suicide. It's just important. The Trevor Project has always been amazing in, you know, creating safe spaces for people, for the queers. Uh, <laughs> so you can always check out their website as well. Again, we're going to put all these numbers down in the links below or in our show notes below. Um, so please use them if so. Uh, we'll probably tweet out the links as well when we release the episode just because it's it's important and it's something that continuously needs to be spoken about. Uh, and spoken about highly because it's not something to be afraid of. I don't know. Um, whenever I'm in that place, I hate hearing it's okay to not be okay, but it really is. It's okay to take medication because your brain is genuinely not making the chemicals that you need, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's okay to not take medication and decide to do therapy or whatever you find helpful. Like, it's okay, and we're all going to be okay, and we're... We're going to get through it together. And we just want to say that we care. And especially in vain of the movies that we watch and, you know, (laughs) and the content that we consume, it's just very important to also check on yourself and like make sure that, you know, things are okay for you and that, you know, you can be safe because we just, we want to be that place. We want to be that podcast that speaks up and says what needs to be said because there's somebody's got to do it and you know there's a funny i mean there's other podcasts and there's a lot of people that of course take the time to kind of do exactly what we're doing as well but we definitely want to make sure that we're part of that train ride because it's important 100 percent. absolutely we love you and my personal dms are open if you ever need it mine too <laughs> <laughs> um but you know what horror let's <laughs> she was let's... heavy so we're ready for some <laughs> <laughs> we're ready for some craziness uh so i mean you know it has been crazy and i have not because we're going to jump into what's been spooking you um just to kind of see what we've been doing since we've been away from the podcast we see what we've been consuming uh quite honestly i have not done much um i took the break and i took the break seriously i did not consume any horror movies, not even Scream, which is crazy. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't. I just took away a break from horror for just like a quick second for a couple weeks and dove right back in uh, with this film that we're discussing today, Saw. But there was a few things that I did see. Did you see anything recently, Stormy, or has there been anything that you've been keeping up with? Um, I watched 1408. And Ooh. I think the Purge election year oh, was timely. one that I watched. Yeah. Very timely. Um, don't know why I did that to myself, but you know, we're here. <laughs> but 1408. Yeah, I was gonna say about that movie though. Yeah. Um, we've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Stephen King is something that I keep up with heavy, and 1408 is just one of those ones that translates well to film for me. I don't remember anything about that movie, which is crazy. <laughs> it has John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Interesting. And was it, and was it like still, Everything like did it hold up well? In your, opinion? I still enjoy it. Yeah, definitely one that fucks with your head. It reminds me of like a predecessor. Predecessor? I don't know. I don't know the right term, but like it was before. Like a yeah, like before Oculus came around, like where it like fucks with your head. Oh, okay. I knew it was. I knew it was like a mind fuck movie, but I haven't seen it in again probably since I was like I don't know. I was a child, ten, eleven, twelve, maybe. I need to watch it again. And maybe we will soon. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> and Purge Electioneer, was that good to you? Um, I mean, <laughs> The Purge is kind of just one of those franchises that I watch, like, as a shit show. Like, 
I don't even keep up with storylines. Like, I'm just here to see some bitches get stabbed. (laughs) The Purge, for me, is one of those uh, series that just, it doesn't like, what's weird is, like, I feel like they go into it and they, it's so, like, meticulously planned and, like, they know exactly what they're doing. So it doesn't feel like it's, like, disheveled or, like, they don't have, like, a story happening. It just doesn't interest me for some odd reason. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed the second one, actually, Anarchy. I think that's a fantastic movie. Uh, but the rest of them are kind of just hit or miss, really. But again, I haven't seen anything beyond that. I don't even remember if I've seen Election Year. I think I've seen it one time and I just didn't like it and I never went back to it. And I never watched any other Purge movie after that. Because there's only one other one. There's only a fourth one, right? Like the first Purge? I think so. And that's it, I'm pretty sure. It's mainly just a series of white people being problematic and then a bunch of murders ensue and yeah and it's i mean it hits close to home in the current state of the world so right uh i haven't seen too much either uh i rewatched spree i think like right before the new year and still i still think that's a great movie i uh, have and you have have you even heard of spree storm i've heard of it um but i haven't watched it yet Okay, so I think it's great. Uh, and in rewatching it, I think it's even better than the first time I watched it. Um, it takes like a certain type of person, I feel like, to like really vibe with it. But I highly recommend it, especially in rewatching it. Uh, but uh, the only other movie that I like watched recently that I guess could be in the vein of horror was Promising Young Woman, which just came out earlier this week of our recording. Um, and it's more along the lines of like drama and thriller. It's not really like, you know, full blown the horror that we would expect. But to me, I mean, it still falls within the dark comedy section of film. So to me, that's still something that we talk about freely on this podcast. And I think it's a great movie. I don't want to say too much about it, though, because uh, I just feel like there's a lot more, uh, well, thought out and uh, written reviews by people who um, deserve to have their voices heard in relation to that film because uh, it can be very heavy with its topic but I still think it's great and I think it's still something that's definitely worth looking into yeah that's all I've seen on Twitter is people talking about it so it's been added to the list <laughs> yeah I'm about to force the roomies to watch <laughs> I rented it I paid money to watch it and so I have it for like another 24 hours so I told the roomies mm, you're watching this movie I hope you like it because <laughs> The little side eye emoji. Because mm. <laughs> I'm not going to spend twenty dollars to not have anybody else be forced to watch it. Uh, but yeah, so it's been it's been pretty slow. It's been pretty slow for us movie wise. But we're ready to jump back into it and jump into it hard. Uh, but let's go ahead and just get this week in horror knocked out. So Shutter, uh, a fave of ours, is starting uh, the year off with a huge, huge like selection of film. Uh, they're going to be premiering eleven new movies over the course of eleven weeks. Uh, the titles include Hunted, The Queen of Black Magic, A Nightmare Wake. After Midnight, Shook, The Dark and the Wicked, Lucky, Stay Out of the Fucking Attic, Slack, Coco de Coco Da, and Violation. The first film, Hunted, was released last Thursday, the 14th of January. Uh, Oh, well, for when the episode comes out. (laughs) Uh, But yes, uh, the movie sees Eve combat against a misogynistic plot against her in what is being presented as a, quote, radical take on the Little Red Riding Hood fable, end quote. Uh, So you can head over to Bloody Disgusting, as they do have a fantastic write-up on each film, kind of giving you a synopsis of what to expect. Um, And... They even tend to list out when they'll be available to stream on Shutter. How exciting. Like, what a way to fucking start 2021 with just a shit ton of fucking movies. Yeah, so many, like, original, co- I mean, so much original content. I think especially since Host was, like, so big last year, I think they're really, like, 
putting they took like this the, yeah they're putting the spotlight on like their original content now which is something like most streaming platforms do anyways you know like netflix hulu amazon they'll have like their own shows and movies and shit so shutter's definitely kind of looking into that a little bit more i would say because they've always had originals and they've always had like original films and tv shows but i mean 11 of them like right off the bat is like a big fucking deal so i'm really excited to check it out yeah that's wild they were very busy during their quarantine <laughs> the cast for i know what you did last summer series has been announced so you can follow the link in our show notes to the daily dead uh for more information on that the show is a new take on lois duncan's 1973 novel of the same name Lois wasn't a fan of the original film's depiction of her story, and it's going to be interesting to see what new ideas are brought to the screen. The show will begin filming in Hawaii next month, and we'll see an exclusive release to Amazon Prime. I mean, I didn't know this thing was happening. I had no idea. I had no idea. I don't know what we were doing. Uh, Because this news broke, I guess, back in October of last year that, like, they were having a show about I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um... October I mean, was a month. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really sad that we were stuck inside for like that month. So I was just going through that. But I had no idea like this was happening at all. And I'm kind of excited about it, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really love the first movie. Um, haven't really kept up with the second. And there's a third. I've obviously never read the book. Oh, honey. So then I'm really behind. The third movie's awful. The third one's awful, not worth a watch. I, The second one is awful, not... Or the second one is also not good, but I think it's better than the third. And the first one really is iconic, so... I really just remember one of, like, the parody movies the most. <laughs> I, I don't even know which one that is, to be honest. Which one? I have no idea. There was uh, one that was like, I know what you did last summer and scream that was a mix and that one's a hot fucking mess oh the first scary movie oh my god i'm so dumb no there's one there's one that was like a walmart like in the five dollar bin what i'll have to find it and i'll tweet about it it's okay yeah it's a wreck a hot wreck um but yeah so i'm excited i actually have read the uh the novel by lois duncan uh I loved the novel when I read it back when I was like fucking 17, 16, however old I was. Um, But I thought it was fantastic. And I'm going to be very interested in seeing if like the series kind of stays true to that. Because it's a lot more, it's not like really, I don't know, it's a lot more thriller. It's just a lot more like a whodunit. I mean, even though the original film was like that anyways but that's just really what it focuses on there's like really no deaths but i will say that uh helen's character in the book also has like a pretty iconic moment so she's iconic in both iterations that we've seen of her uh so we love that we love that for helen (laughs) we live but that's pretty much everything that's been going on this week in horror i mean really there's actually so much fucking nonsense happening but you know that's what we're going to be covering today because i really just want to get into saw like that's what i think everybody's here for and that's what i'm here for so i mean i don't know stormy are you ready i'm ready i kind of want to tweet that 40 year old man and ask what the fans of saw are going to be called since saw heads saw heads (laughs) What are, the fans of Saw? <laughs> what are the fans of Saw called? I don't know. Is there like a whole like subdivision of horror fans? I mean, I'm sure, yes, yes. But that call themselves like something? Well, I don't know if they call themselves something, but I follow so many people who are part of the Saw fandom and I live. 
I'm so new to it. Legitimately, I have never seen one Saw movie, so I don't know if there was like a... Dev- I mean, there is. I know there is a devoted fan base, but I don't know if they have a name. Should we name them? <laughs> no, they'll probably hate us if we like give them a moniker. Right, probably. I don't even know, I don't even know what we would call them. Jigsaws? Jigsaws. Uh, nah. Little Billies? Little Billies? <laughs> little Billies! <laughs> That's kind of cute. Little bills. Oh my god! Imagine spirals. The little oh. spirals. I don't know. Maybe the traps. <laughs> the traps. We love the traps. <laughs> the traps. I have no idea what to call them. But I'm sure people have a lot more uh, creativity than I do. So you need uh, to call up Tobin Bell and ask his opinion because he's the only one that matters. The Tobies. The Tobies. The Bellies. The Bells. I, I don't yeah. know. This is Who ridiculous. <laughs> but. I'm ready to fucking just jump into Saw, to be honest. We're diving. Let's go. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. And we're back. We're going to go ahead and hop into Saw, which is a 2004 film that set the tone for in horror presentation for the years that followed and took up a majority of 2000s style and gore. Taking a slow and methodical approach to the aspect of isolation and death set up a formula that would see the movie spawn seven sequels as well as the upcoming sequel Spiral, which actually stars Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Saw 2004 sees two strangers, Adam and Dr. Gordon, finding themselves locked inside of a room and focuses on their attempts at escaping. They soon discover that they're pawns in the game of the notorious serial killer Jigsaw, and escape will not come without a price. Or a limb. The movie was... (laughs) Fucking hate you. It's just my reaction. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. It feels like Kris Jenner, where she's... (laughs) You're doing great, baby. (laughs) The movie was released on October 29th of 2004 and saw an opening week of $18 million. The movie was created on an estimated budget of $1.2 million, but garnered a gross of $56 million in the States and about $103 million worldwide. In the director's share, we do have James Wan. In one of his first major films, he had directed a film called, I don't even know how to say this, Stygian? Uh, which had came out in 2000, also including, of course, the short that he did for Saw uh, before this film was released. Uh, He would go on to direct a skew of other major horror films, including Dead Silence, Insidious 1 and 2, and The Conjuring, and The Conjuring 2, obviously. Uh, The film was written alongside Lee Whannell, who also stars in the film as Adam. Lee would go on to act in several other films, as well as directing the 2020 film The Invisible Man, uh, which you know made my top 20 list uh alongside him the cast is stacked with actors and characters truly uh that complete the puzzle no pun intended carrie ells is dr lawrence gordon danny glover is detective david tapp ken lung is detective singh dinah meyer is carrie and the iconic tobin bell begins his reign as jigsaw uh we are also introduced to shawnee smith's character amanda in this movie okay so fucking saw like what the fuck. fuck was this movie like what I'm the fuck so excited y'all know i mean if you've listened to us from the beginning like this was og horror for me and so like this is a big one and i'm so excited this is the one that birthed you i feel like 
Truly, truly. Yeah, Saul's your daddy. Uh, or no, your mommy. Tobin, Compl- <laughs> Tobin Bell is daddy and Saw <laughs> is mommy. mommy. <laughs> this movie literally birthed you. It really did. And I mean, oh my God. And it makes so much sense. In watching this movie, I was like, wow, this movie like completely encompasses, like it encompasses Stormy's like thought process and where she is now in her life. Like the true crime aspect, which I didn't even like know was like a big part of the series, but apparently it is. Uh, so I was like, wow, this just makes so much sense. So, I mean, what the fuck? I Where do you want to start? <laughs> there's so much to unpack. And what pisses me off is I, like, immediately want to watch the sequel. But what's going to make me even more pissed off is after that one, I know I'm going to be wanting to watch the third one. And then it's going to end on a cliffhanger. And it's probably going to make me want to watch the fourth one. And I truly don't want to go past the third movie. But I know it's going to make me want to. And I'm just going to get sucked in, unfortunately. I feel it coming. The third, I think, is the highest grossing Saw film. So that's Makes where sense. a lot of people stop, honestly. Um, the second is my favorite as far as traps go. Um, but they're all a fucking ride. They they really, like, progress. They want to, like, outdo the last one. And so it just gets... She gets messy. From the jump, I kind of want to just, like, go into the conversation of torture porn. Because to me, like, what? And it's so crazy because when you think of Saw, you think, oh, fuck that's torture porn that's like you know it's the film that started it all it started the craze you know hostel came out after it all the other saw movies are so fucking gory and crazy and you know it just has that saw does it has the aura of just like completely kind of changing the face of horror in the aspect of like making things more bloody or i mean it's not even like the aspect i mean the 70s and shit was so i mean not really gory but it was like kind of pushing that envelope a little bit but i mean saw was the one that was changed everything but in watching this movie girl what gore what gore in this movie no it definitely um like you said it sets it up for what we know is torture porn but in and of itself it is not a torture at all at all it's a fantastic film but there's like even the sawing of the leg we don't we like we get like a split second of it and like that's it yeah, they definitely left a lot of the gore to the, the viewers. Yeah, the viewers' perspective, the viewers' mind. Because even when um, Detective Singh, which again, amazing fucking trap. <laughs> um, even when he gets fucking his head blown off, we don't see anything. And I mean, we see the blood, but he drops to his knees and he just doesn't have a head. <laughs> and I love that shit though, because I love oh, so good. So good. But yeah, so I kind of feel bad for this movie because it really gets the rap of, and I don't, I mean, I guess it's not a thing to feel bad for, but everybody just thinks that every Saw movie is just this glory, nasty, bloody mess, and they're just fucking spraying blood all over the walls. And this movie's completely the opposite of that. It's like slow burn in a weird way, not like really, but kind of, because it's kind of really like just, I don't know, like the same tone. And it just, I don't know, it was great. I'm surprised I haven't seen this movie. It's insane. Yeah, I think when people refer to Saw as a torture porn, I think they're talking about the franchise in general. As a whole. Yeah, because right. um, I I don't know if we mentioned it anywhere in our notes, but like that wasn't their the director's intention was to make it a torture porn. Like they wanted a thriller. <laughs> yeah, not at all, and and that's what it turned into, which I mean. And that's exactly what my like my thought was like while watching this movie. I was like, you know what? I just like, 
I, I kind of want to just like watch this movie and leave it at that because I, I don't I I honestly feel like it could probably at least for me like just live on its own <laughs> and like I never have to watch anything else I'm going to I am but in watching that movie I was like you know what I was like I could watch this movie and just like fully appreciate like the story that it told or it wasn't bloody it wasn't gory it was um intense it was actually quite scary in some spots and just like also creative and like interesting and the traps were like so innovative and just I mean I can talk this movie up to be honest but in watching I was like you know this movie I feel like can just stand by itself and like doesn't even need like to be associated with the other ones kind of just in a weird way just because I feel like it's like it's really good but I haven't seen the other ones to judge it like that but that's just my my thought was like watching it well I kind of I think it does well as a standalone film um, cause even with as much information as they throw at you constantly throughout this whole fucking movie, um, like you kind of get everything answered other than like why the fuck Jigsaw decided to fucking kill people. <laughs> but like the ending scene, which I am going to have a whole conversation by myself about. Yeah. Besides that, like that's kind of, I feel like it's a really good ending. Like we don't. A lot of films that know that they're going to have a sequel leave, like, questions and, like, want you wondering for until the next release and, like, biting at the bit. But this one's just, they close that door, honey, and that's it. Yeah, and I kind of wish it would have stayed that way, but... I mean, we'd know it wasn't going to happen. I mean, I um apparently, like, opening weekend of this film, like, even, like, before, like, it, like, started making money, the studio had already, like, greenlit a sequel. Mm-hmm. So I think they were planning on answering some questions still. But I think what the biggest question in this movie um, and that we don't get answered is, like, who's Jigsaw? We really don't know who he is, like, the entire time. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess we kind of... Because, I mean, I mean, besides seeing his face at the end, we don't know who it is until we see him at the end. And even then, we're like, who's this man? You know, he had colon cancer, and, you know, he was in the hospital, and, like, like, what is he? Who is he? Like, how is he doing this all on his own if he's this old man sitting up in a hospital bed? So that's the biggest question that they left open, and I kind of would have been okay with us, like, not, ex- like, having that answered, um, or if they just didn't have, like, a whole fucking slew of movies that came after it, um... But wow, I like that ending. It really is insane. Oh my god. That's when the attraction started. Just as he's closing that door, I'm just like hmm. I cannot. I cannot do. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, well this movie is just like I mean, we start like hot and heavy, like right off the bat. Like we don't waste any time just jumping into these two men. These two men just sitting in a room by themselves. Uh, like, what is this? A bathroom? Yeah, a like, dirty, obviously. grungy bathroom. We later find out that it's like a factory or warehouse of some kind. Okay, okay. But she's nasty. She's been left. <laughs> I don't know who's been shitting in that toilet, but they need to see a doctor. Um, <laughs> it was Jigsaw. He fully took a shit in that toilet and left it there. He said, I have colon cancer, so I'm going to just... just let it all out. I'm going to let it all out. I don't care where I shit. And then I'm going to draw... I'm going to dr- use it to draw a heart on the tank. <laughs> okay, honestly. Okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going into this movie, I truly did not understand, like, how much it was like an escape room. 
I didn't yeah. know that. I did not mm-hmm. fucking know that. Like escape rooms, like literally, Saul ran so or no, Saul walked so escape rooms could fucking <laughs> run and have like a profitable business. Because yes. like, what the fuck? I did not like from the jump when he was like uh, when Gordon told Adam, you know, use that shirt or whatever to try to get the um, uh, the tape recorder out of Jigsaw. Well, who we come to find out is Jigsaw out of his hand, and I was like. Girl, what is this fucking critical thinking that they're doing right off the bat? Like, my brain hurt. I was not. I was like, oh, uh, I would be in that fucking room just, like, staring. And, like, if that old white doctor was starting to talk to me, like, talk to me like that, honey, we would have a problem. I'd be like, no, ma'am. You're not going to tell me what to do. That's why we fail escape rooms because <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, we... We fail them, sir. If people would listen to me, we would be fine and we would get out. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, though. Because if that man was immediately telling me, oh, you need to do this or you need to do that, I'd be like, no. And you know what, baby? We're both going to die because you're not going to talk to me like that. <laughs> We're both going to die. If I'm going down, you're going down with me, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right at the bat, the critical thinking. I was like, what the and then I was like, oh, my God, this explains why first Stormy is so great at escape rooms and just like why she's in love with them. And it also made me want to do the actual Saw escape room that we have here in Vegas now, like even more. Oh, let's do it. The next time I'm there. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. But I didn't. I really did not understand. Like it was like a fucking escape room situation. I really didn't. I don't know what I was thinking. Also, the skill, the, like, alignment, the stars that had to align for them to get that bathtub drain, like, in the loop perfectly. Like... What, even Like, what? I mean, I again, I mean, I, I'm ready to watch the movies because I don't know how Jigsaw, like, sets all this up and, like, just, like... He has help, right? Yes. Okay, I know... Well, he, I mean, you knew he has help in this movie. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I just know it gets really crazy, but he obviously... Oh, it does. ...needs help to, like, set all this up, because it's just, like, insane. Just, like, the little things that he, like, forethought and, like, got, like, right on the nose. It's insane. Right. Well, and John Jigsaw does all his own stunts. Not the first name basis. (laughs) John, big John. (laughs) Daddy John. Sugar daddy. Uh, she said, oh, my God, let's put our puzzle pieces together and see what sticks. Let's see if I'm a good fit. <laughs> Anyways, Daddy John just does he does his own stunts with cancer and that like on. And then he just goes all Assassin's Creed on that one cop, like just fucking slices him with no Wait, was issue. That, um, was that uh, the creepy orderly or was that actually? No, that's John. What? Yeah. Now him looking like a fucking Jedi Knight and shit. What? That all, it just, all that just adds to his daddy appeal. But also, like, he gets shot and there's not a hole in his um, robe. And I have a problem with that. Oh my God. If we're going to talk problems before, because I'm probably going to talk, I'm going to talk highly of this movie. There's so I'm many. Talk, <laughs> I love this movie and I love everything about it. And I'm going to rewatch it a lot. I feel it coming. But first and foremost, the one thing that I really noticed throughout the entire movie was just the acting. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, fucking terrible. Shit. Like, I, this is like not even high school theater. We're in middle school. Like, and you just asked me to kiss somebody. She's bad, but it's a good movie. I know. And like, it was like, I don't know. Like, it felt like this was their first rehearsal, like their first dress rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Because I felt like there were some lines that like really had a moment. And then there were some where I was like, 
oh my god adam you're fucking reading a piece of paper right now mm-hmm. and that's just and that happened oh my god and at the end when mr gordon was like having to like show emotion because his his wife was on the phone he just saw the picture of her uh with oh his daughter tied god. up and he just like he did the thing where he um just takes his fist and puts it like right at his mouth and goes <gasps> and that's like that's like acting 101 it's like if you're distressed fucking put your fucking mouth cover your mouth and like give so much emotion with your eyes and like he was trying his hardest like force tears to come out and they weren't coming and i felt so bad but he just needed an onion and a wrapped in a towel and we'll be ready i will say though that danny glover detective tap he was serving in the acting department he was distressed he was crazy he was like he had a uh, a very fucking desperate need to figure out who Jigsaw was. He was giving me everything I needed. I think he deserved more in this movie. Like, I th- think he deserved a lot more character development. I want to know more. A movie about him. A movie about him trying to try... I mean, like, the dynamic... Or he should at least lived, maybe. Because I feel like him versus Jigsaw could have been a big thing, <laughs> like, throughout the movies. No, legitimately. Like, when you think of Halloween... Right. Uh, you know, you think of, you know, Michael Myers, but if you think of the original, you're like, oh, okay, but the doctor, Donald Pleasance, you know, you think about him and, you know, he's just there. somebody who's trying to stop Michael. I mean, the movie is about Michael and you come to watch people get cut the fuck up. You're going to come to watch Jigsaw kill people, but like, you know, the detectives taps there and you know, he's coming for Jigsaw's head. And like, to me, that's a very fun dynamic that they kind of just shat on in this movie. I, I, yeah. I don't know though. I don't know what these movies are going to bring me. I don't know if he's going to come back at one point or another as like a prequel thing and we get more about him, but he was done straight straight dirty in this movie right whenever you said versus though i thought of like freddy versus jason but just replaced them <laughs> with these characters and i'm like i kind of need it <laughs> oh my god it'll just be fucking tap like stumbling uh just like limping towards jigsaw in his wheelchair and just fucking just them both just like brawling it'll be like oh my god have you seen there's a video of these two old men fighting in the nursing home <laughs> yes <laughs> That's just what I picture would be, is these two old men, like, barely with enough force to throw their hands. Oh, my hands. God. Like, geriatric fight club. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But he was done dirty in this movie, I will say. Really was. But Johnny, uh, or Danny Glover was only on set for two days. Like, he filmed all his shit in two yeah. days and left. I think it's this whole movie took, like, 18 days to film, and that's insane. So insane. I know the first Halloween, like the original, uh, the original 1978 version, like took maybe like 20 something days, I believe. But like, this is ridiculous. 18 days. I'm right. able to scream, um, uh, the scene in Stu's house, like the last act of the first scream film. Like that uh-huh. was something that took like a month on its own to film. Like that's like a thing that the, ta- like the cast talks about, like they were put through hell filming those like last couple of scenes. But the fact that this was filmed in 18 days and in chronological order, which is, I think very interesting. Uh, that would be so annoying. Why? To have to film like, so like go to different locations and film. Like you would think you would want to film everything in the bathroom. Right. And then everything in other location or whatever. But I think I can't remember how exactly the interview boarded it, but he said he wanted the actors to feel like what the characters would be feeling in that moment. Which makes sense, I guess, from a directing standpoint. But can we try to talk about the bathroom and stuff? Because I, I didn't know I was getting a whole fucking like lifetime crime drama also, like with right. my saw. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. With the my saw? Started, the yeah, side? I, I didn't know the saw was going to come with the side of fucking Detective Tap and Detective Singh fucking going all, you know, running around like fucking, I don't know, it's ridiculous. But I didn't. Like, I thought the entire movie was going to be a, the set piece the of bathroom. the bathroom. That's what I thought. And I feel like 
that's the thing that a lot of people seem to like kind of not like about this movie is they probably feel like it should have been like that standalone kind of thing i mean what do you think do you think it would have been better if it just was all in the bathroom and we got nothing else um i think personally while the flashbacks and like the other scenes in this film are a bit excessive i think it's well done and i think it adds a lot more to the story because i would not give a fuck i mean not that i do give a fuck about adam and gordon but like (laughs) I just genuinely would have no interest in, like, watching them try not to die if I didn't know anything about them. I mean, I guess it makes sense. But like you said, I felt like there were just, like, so much. Like, there was so much that happened outside of that bathroom that I feel like there wasn't enough development between the two of them. I really didn't. Especially at the end when they're both, like, just there, like, crying and they're, like, just, like, crying on each other and they act. Well, I mean, I know they – I mean, still that's a traumatizing experience and they sort of, like, went through that together. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't, like – I don't – I don't like I don't care that you guys are like <laughs> like having this moment. I don't moment. care that you're crying. I didn't because I I feel like they got a lot of, a, a lot of time taken away from them as characters uh which is unfortunate but it's not to say that like the other parts weren't enjoyable. But you have to also take into consideration that this film in and of itself took place in like 6 hours because I think the first time they show us the clock is like midnight. Oh, you know what? I didn't catch that. I think so, because then they mention that his wife and kid have to be... Or no, he has to kill Adam by, by six. six. on the clock. And that's another thing that I kind of have an issue with, is the pacing. Um, because, like, hello, we're on... <laughs> you are on a time crunch, sir. Like, and you're just talking... You're telling me stories about, like, how you fucked up with your wife, and how your kid's really pretty, and, like... And then he's like, oh, do you want to see her? And I'm like, sir, she's gonna fucking die. Like, (laughs) what are you doing, sir? I was really confused. I was really confused. Like, yeah, the pacing's not there. I mean, I know, I mean, I know they were constantly like screaming that they wanted to get out. But like you said, like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the urgency in their characters to like feel like they wanted to get out. Like, I just didn't feel that. Yeah. Whenever they showed the clock, Adam's like, oh, it's six. <laughs> like, you're too late. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, they're playing fucking guess who. <laughs> but you know what? Even though with the flashbacks, they do happen a lot. We did get a lot of good shit, though, because we, mm-hmm. of course, got some additional jigsaw traps, which were also super, like, insane. The fucking razor blade one was like. Razor blade. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, Where he's like with that man. Yeah, the barbed wire like razor blade. I'm I'm assuming the razor blades. I don't know. Yeah, Some type of no, blades. You're right. But that shit was insane and like ridiculous. The fucking I think it's so unfair what he did to that poor guy with the fucking like the glass all over the floor and his body which is like all covered up in that flammable like I don't know what the fuck that was. Petroleum <laughs> jelly. jelly. Yeah. So that one was insane with the fucking numbers all over the walls. Well, and there's numbers. Yeah, like you do you know have you been in a math class? Like, do you know how many different combinations those numbers could have? He would never get out. You no. would never get out. No, not at all. Not one bit. And we also got Amanda in her fucking, like, I mean, come on. Talk about it. Ugh, I love Amanda. I love Shawnee Smith. I would die. She could stab me. I If she kidnaps me, that's okay. Like, put me in a trap. I mean, I'll give up instantly. That's It's not going to be fun for you, but, like, go ahead. Fuck it. But she's the only one that we see uh, get out of a trap. 
Right. And like she's our first survivor. First survivor. And I mean I I mean I don't know. I feel like with what he tasks some people to do I feel like hers might have been the easiest. I mean, I'm not to say that stabbing somebody to death uh, isn't traumatizing, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you're fighting for your own life, like you're going to be more quick to like stab some random person that you don't know. Well, also, I mean, I don't know if she comes, I mean, she does come back, but I don't know if she knows that person. Maybe there's a deeper connection to whoever that guy was on the floor, but watching this movie, I'm assuming she doesn't know him. So like, if she's, you know, killing somebody, you know, just to be able to get out, I mean, I feel like it's easier than fucking the whole fucking nonsense with the fucking numbers on the wall and him holding his only light source of fucking flame to his flammable body. Like, that feels a little unfair. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of his game, though. Um, uh, you're right. Does he play favorites? Probably. He saw <laughs> potential in Amanda, and that's all we'll say about it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I understand. Um, Yeah, hers... I mean, not to say that, like, it was easy, but... I don't know. Like, I love Amanda, but she really, like, so she was a druggie beforehand is what they tell right. us. Yes. And she's, like, so she's instantly Stockholm syndromed by Tobin. And it's just, like, she legit was just, like, he helped me. And I'm, like, honey, like, AA could have helped you. Like, NA could have helped you. Like, 12-step programs. But she said, no, nah, put me in a trap and make me think I'm going to die. And then I'll quit the math. I mean, I guess, I mean, you know what? Go off, girl. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, but she did get out of that insane fucking trap. It's like a reverse bear trap, I think is what they call it. Oh, okay. Okay. I love that. I love that. I need to see it So happen. instead of like clamping down on the foot, it spreads open and it's hooked, hooked to her bottom jaw and her top jaw. Oh, I need to see that happen. Do we get to see it happen eventually? Um, I mean, you did with the demonstration, but I don't, I don't remember if we see that trap again. Hmm. Okay. I wanted to come back. They better. There's seven other movies. Like, give me that drop again. Cause I wanted to see that happen, to be honest. I knew she wasn't going to die, but like, I was kind of looking forward to it. I was like, yeah, show me that shit. But, but he also, happen. John also told her that that guy's dead. And like, as soon as she gets near him, he's all like making noise he's obviously not dead (laughs) she didn't hesitate though i mean i guess she did but she really went in she stabbed this man whenever they're showing her breaking her binds and she's just like it's like fast motion uh, that kind of freaks me out not gonna lie that was insane you know what there is so much of that in this movie those fucking Mm -hmm. shots i thought i was watching like like this was like this is the horror movie for guys who like fast and the furious like that shit. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> it's like a frat bro horror movie. Like those shots were so fucking like. You see that shit. It felt so early 2000s. It felt like those crazy like piracy commercials. You remember those commercials where they used to like, <laughs> and they would like have those crazy zoom in shots and like crazy shit of them like yes. going boom like right up on somebody like taking a fucking movie from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like that. Like very like late 90s, early 2000s. It was so ridiculous. Kind of cool. I mean, it didn't like it didn't bother me. But it definitely, like, reminded me, like, when this movie was happening or when it came out. It was very timely with these shots. They're cool, though. Like, they're not, like, bad in any way. But they're just, I just, yeah, I, it was Fast and the Furious to me. And the other shots, too, that really made me laugh were the ones where they're in the fucking cars. Uh, Shut the, the fuck up. <laughs> Those are so bad. So bad. And they're literally, like, ee, ee. Like, obviously, <laughs> nobody can see me. Adrian can, though. <laughs> 
like they're really like they they're trying to look like they're driving and it's so embarrassing <laughs> it's like so like imagine a baby driving one of those plastic cars and like babies don't know how to drive that's what it looks like it was embarrassing they had the fucking dry ice like just fucking blasting that is fucking- one thing <laughs> the fog machines in this fucking movie there's i understand we're adding to the atmosphere but Are like <laughs> i think we're attempting to but like why is there fog in this random warehouse <laughs> why is it foggy i don't understand <laughs> it's so like it is it's hard to breathe i'm like are they living with corona like why is there's like particles in the air what's happening at first i thought it was dirt that they're like kicking up <laughs> but no honey she's a full-on fog machine um I, ha- I don't know if you know i i need to know if carrie has a wig on she that hair <laughs> i just i feel like it has to be a wig it looks like it's sitting on top of her head at times Oh my god, like the guys who barely like place their hat on top of their head. <laughs> it looks like you like that. they could sneeze. Not to attack her in any way. Oh I, no, I, not at all. I hope she comes back. Because I liked her in this movie a lot. Even though she had like two lines, I feel like. I liked what she was giving me for a bit. You're like, we're here for it. I was all about it. I thought it was gonna be a three person team. It ended up being just being these two men. But you know, Danny Glover and um the actor who played uh Detective Singh are cool, I guess. But I was really wanting some more of her. She's cool, but she didn't like do much unfortunately um can we talk about the poison cigarette scene what was that i don't fucking i understand that he like so the doctor's like hey i need you to pretend to die or whatever but like he should have asked adam if he knew how to do that beforehand because what the fuck was that it was bad it was bad. I was kind of embarrassed. Like I was, I felt like secondhand embarrassment. I was like, why the this man who's been so cool, so calm, so collected, and like, like getting through this room like so effortlessly, almost like decide to like tell this man, hey, you know, take this quick little hit of the cigarette and act like you're dying immediately. Like you should know, as a doctor, there's gonna be like some processing time to it, especially if this man on the floor who they think was also poisoned ended up shooting himself in the head. Obviously, he probably had some time with the poison in his body before he decided to shoot himself. So, like, make it believable. Like, Adam, like, immediately starts to choke up. So bad. Like, literally, cartoon dying bad. Like, <laughs> like sticks his tongue out bad. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? If I was Jigsaw, I would have just stood up and killed him. Just shot them both in the face right there. <laughs> like you're disrespecting my fucking. Y'all are fucking traps. stupid. You don't deserve your chance. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, before we get into how awful these two men are, um, which gets us into a whole nother conversation about Jigsaw's ideology of like killing to Lord. not kill. But let's just talk about Jigsaw. Let's just get it out of the way. Mm. Let's just talk about the fucking tapes and just his whole elaborate. Uh, plan just to try to fucking punish these two random people okay so i don't know i haven't seen the other movies i was waiting the entire time for there to be like a direct connection to jigsaw like i don't know why i thought like he was killing them because they wronged him in some way okay so that's what i was expecting and it never came so i was very confused Mm. so the whole premise and this is just for me i'm speaking for myself like anybody else who is a huge fan You can tell me to go fuck myself, I guess. But (laughs) the whole premise of Saw to me is being punished for not appreciating the life that you have or using a violent act to teach a lesson or a mortal, uh, a moral. So it's kind of like the trap is like a metaphor for like what you're doing wrong in your life. So I'm not 100% sure how he finds these people. Right. 
Um, because I haven't watched any, I haven't watched anything Saw related in so long. But yeah, so, and that's another thing that, like, like you said, we'll have to get into as far as, like, is he actually a murderer? And, like, do you think that these people, like, deserve to be in it? But, like, as you get further along in the sequels, it becomes more and more evident of, like, the issue that Ats at face. Like, you're oh, a fucking okay. racist. Or this one's, you're like, you're a bad doctor. So, like, that's exactly why. Like, right. So it becomes more obvious. But this one, I don't, I don't feel very. I don't understand it. I don't. And yeah. especially if, like. And, like, I guess, like you said, I guess if the movies per, like, go on, like, it's probably something, like, super, like, obvious. Like, you murdered somebody. Now, you deserve to be murdered or something crazy like that. Uh, but this one, like, as, like, Adam takes pictures of people who are, you know, cheating on their wives. Like, is that really... He's literally that- a private investigator. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that warrants him being put in this situation. I don't understand. Uh, Gordon, though, cheating on his wife, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I just hate men. Um, but like even that, I mean, like I don't know. So I was expecting there to be some type of wrongdoing on to Jigsaw. That's what I thought these movies were about for some reason. I thought he had like a connection to them. I'm pretty sure that gets revealed later on in like a small form, but I don't think it's as cut and dry as like you cut me off in line at Starbucks or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ah, oh, my goodness. Okay. But, I mean, Jigsaw, though, is, like, insane. That fucking Billy, Billy the Puppet, I mean, come on. So I terrifying. Love Billy. So scary. He's so cute. I want to know how he, like, I don't, what the fuck does Jigsaw do? My God. Like, how did he get, and I'm sure there's, like, maybe a tape recorder or something. Like, how did he get that doll to laugh, like, when it was in, sitting in Adam's apartment? Right. I, that's one of my biggest things about this franchise. I want to know who controls Billy the Puppet. <laughs> Especially after spoil alert, Jigsaw dies. The thing is crazy is with these movies is like they've been around for so long and they're such a big part of like horror that I like know these things yeah. happen. I knew what happened at the end of this movie. I know Jigsaw dies in the third one, I think, but I know he like comes back and like I, this, these. I, I know they're crazy, but sorry, back to your point. I just want to know, like, is he like an RC car that like? You have, like, this little fucking remote, and you're driving it. I don't know. Is he a robot? He's fucking adorable, but I don't know what the fuck he... <laughs> like, when he rolls out on his little bike, his little tricycle? Right. Who's doing that? How does that work? It's so creepy. Exactly. Is there a small person inside? I don't understand. I don't. I think he probably has, like, these weird, like, mechanisms, like, where he can make its feet move on its own for, like... You know, like, those little cars that you, like pull back and like they go only a certain direction or like a certain like uh length distance distance yeah. there we go there's the word uh but like that like maybe he just winds it up and only goes so far he winds it up <laughs> and like what if he doesn't you're... make it into the room he's just like <laughs> stuck in the hallway they're like i can't hear him i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna go downstairs and watch scary movie four right now <laughs> uh but yeah but that puppet really is so cute i love it i love him i want it I need it. Like, I need it in my room immediately. I'm going to go draw it, like, right now. Ooh, love that for you. But that the cutest little thing. I loved it. I will say, though, that the pig head mask situation is terrifying. I'm pretty sure that's where... Because we've talked about, like, me not having... Feeling comfortable around, like, masks and mascots. Uh-huh. I think we talked about it in your next. I think that's where this started. I mean, terrifying. Because the pig mask is... So scary. Yeah. 
Well, and especially the shot where um, whenever Adam gets kidnapped and he's snapping the the pictures. My favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. So scary when he just takes the picture and uh, Zeb just hops out and fucking... Out of the fucking closet. So scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, so terrifying. I Every t- every night I check my closet before I go to bed because that's just how I operate. Ever mm-hmm. Okay, listen to me. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, there's sometimes where I have like a little bit of anxiety and I'll check under my bed and stuff before I go to bed. But I will tell you that ever since we watched the Poughkeepsie tapes and then right after that we watched your next like not too long afterwards uh but ever since then i'm like i'm checking every corner baby before i go to bed so i'm like because i mean there can be somebody in my home uh you know in the poughkeepsie tapes or him he's just in people's houses always that's terrifying but in your next two like when the mom's in bed crying me every night and he fucking the wolf man comes out from underneath the bed and just fucking axes her so i'm like let me check one day i'm gonna get unlucky and there's gonna be a fucking pig head staring back at me from underneath my bed but that's what I think is in my closet every night when I check it is that fucking pig head. And now I know why. Yeah. Um, nightmare fuel. Like I said, uh, Saw's not like scary to me. But that, the pig, the pig is scary to me. Yeah, the pig is always so, so creepy. She'll stick with me forever. So I just want to touch on, there's like a gray area. With okay. the fan base, I think I think you mentioned it. But do you think that Jigsaw Daddy John himself is a murderer? Um, I do, yes, and I'm so interested to see what you think. But I think yes. I also think so. Okay, um, I mean, but come on. a lot of people use the loophole that there is it's the trap, like they kill themselves because <laughs> Hate which. That. Kind of. I mean, they do but, technically. They're looking at it from like a technical standpoint, which right. I don't appreciate. <laughs> Especially on the traps where like there's really no way out. Like, you know, he knows for a fact that he's they're not going to make it out in time. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's a really big thing in the like the fan base that I've seen is them being like, John's not a murderer. And then so that brings forth the like, OK, well, if I shot you, I'm not a murderer. The gun is the murderer. <laughs> it's true though. It 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 just it it makes it's it problematic. Muddy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it muddy. And you know what? I know that you guys. I know that you have this theory, uh, Saw fan base, uh, just because you're obsessed with Jigsaw. I know that's why you try to defend him and say these things. But no, no. Anybody who's putting these traps together knows that if they're going in there, it's a fifty fifty percent. Fifty percent. You know, fifty percent they could live 50% they could die like if he's giving them the chance to live that's great but he also knows that there's a 50% chance they're they're going to die and he puts them in those positions knowing that they could die it's like don't black beat around the bush about a baby like he knows that there's going to be casualties so yes he's intentionally killing people just admit your love for daddy john is toxic and <laughs> we'll move on i did so. <laughs> and look at you now look at that's us now look at us now um but yeah he's a killer like full-blown like (laughs) he's a killer like full-blown like there's no way around it like he just really is my favorite trap in this movie is um the shotguns from the ceiling oh okay okay that shot's so nice i was so sad when he died to be honest i really don't give a fuck about (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, true, 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 true. You're right. We don't care about them at all. But <laughs> I was kind of sad a little bit. I just felt bad for Detective Tap because he surely broke after that. Right. That was his drinking nine to five, like, trigger. Poor guy. Also, and he has a giant scar on his neck. Can you imagine choking on your own blood, bleeding out, and your partner, your best friend, your bestie for the restie, just gets his <laughs> fucking brains blown out in front of you? I kind of laughed, though, when, um, <laughs> when he sees him dead <laughs> and he, like, reaches out and he goes, oh, and he, like, he can barely, like, make a noise. <laughs> and it, like, freezes into a black and white right. like, photo. I kind of laughed. It took the weight away from the situation for me a little bit. You're like, oh, wow, we're good now. <laughs> I don't know. I just have all kinds of questions. Let's so. go for it. Let's do it. So do... I feel like this is a better question for if we ever review any of the, like, the movies further on in the franchise. Uh-huh. But I'm still going to ask. Do you think that the people participating in this game, in this film, deserve to be in the game? Um, Adam, I don't think does. I don't think he deserves it. Dr. Gordon, I could care less if he... <laughs> I think he is a person. I mean, he's a cheating man. Um, rich white doctor. Uh, so to me, just I don't care. And I think, yeah, sure, throw him in there. He deserves it. But I don't think Adam does. He seems nice. Do you think like Amanda does or the? No, I don't see the razor blade or the any of them. No, the razor blade was stupid because he put that man in there because he attempted to take his own life, and so he's like, okay, so let me just take it for you then. Um. No, I don't think he deserved to be in there at all. What did the other what did the guy do with all the numbers? Um you know, that's a good question. I don't remember. I'll just say yes because he's a man. Um Ooh, Amanda, that. no, not at all. I don't think she She deserved. needed a twelve a twelve step program, not a reverse bear trap. I mean if it, I mean she apparently helped her, but uh, no, she didn't deserve debatable it. Debatable if it helped her. <laughs> Uh, but no, I don't think any of them really deserve it, except for Dr. Gordon. Do you? Um, I don't like Adam. <gasps> you don't? Why? So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I fucking hate Adam as a character. <gasps> Why? What did he do? I thought he was okay. No, he's whiny. He's annoying. He's, honestly, if I was in Dr. Gordon's shoes, he would have been shot real quick as soon as I could get to that gun. No remorse. Okay. Let's see, maybe it's just me. I have control issues, I think. Because if somebody... The only reason... Because Adam, yes, is awful as a character. He really is. But I was kind of on his side because I hate... I just hate when somebody tries to, like, take control. I hate it. I have control issues, apparently, obviously. But I hate it. So when he was, like, immediately, like, telling me what... Or telling... <laughs> see, look at me living through Adam. <laughs> as soon as he was telling Adam what to do, I was so triggered. So that's why. But Adam is very whiny, yes. But, I mean... I would also be suspicious if this man was like telling me like what to do and it was working and like right. he was like demanding that I tell him everything and like it was like telling me what to I, I mean I would be a little bit suspicious because they don't know each other so yeah he's just I mean he's just a white man in his early 20s and I think that's why I have an issue with him <laughs> but they're both awful people they really are like they're not the best characters but I did. I feel like I. Uh, I liked Adam more than I did Gordon. To be honest, I feel like if there was different people portraying these characters, I might care more. But they are both fucking terrible. 
And the thing is, is, like, the man that plays Dr. Gordon is not, like, he's not new to the scene at all. <laughs> no, poor So thing. why did he... Why did it suck so bad? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. And he wasn't too bad. He really wasn't. Until, like, really, like, the last 30 minutes. And then, like, when he was supposed Every to give, like... Every time he talked to his family. Uh, there was no connection. But also, I guess Diana? he... Diana! Really... <laughs> Diana! My what? And the little girl just, like, just, Daddy? Mommy? That's all she said. Like, she had, like, nothing. I mean, whatever. She's a kid. Oh, but... my God. The part where, um, Zeb fucking puts the gun closer to the mom's head to make her heart race fucking terrifying terrible. the whole scene honestly i was like i felt like i was watching a different movie for a little bit like <laughs> I, I was like what the fuck and like so unnerving and it's like and i've never seen it before so like that whole scene like where fucking diana runs in the room and the little girl's there and the fucking he just has a sheet over his head and he's like attacking <laughs> that this was so girl. stupid what was, what was that but i was still so terrified and i was like what the fuck and like the rest of that was so scary like those scenes they worked for me i liked them i thought it was terrifying and i thought it added like i mean i don't know i guess it really I know people hate like the flashback scenes probably, or they probably wish it was more like just in the room. But a lot of my favorite stuff happened outside of that bathroom. I don't think those two characters are strong enough to like keep me interested. So you just know that they're bottoms. I feel like they probably like pay for dominatrix to boss them around. Yeah. They, they don't have like any like dominating energy. They're just like not exuberant. Uh, They're not exciting. Like, so. even when he was, even when Gordon was yelling at the girl, not even yelling, um, angry with the girl that he was having an affair with for, like, calling, like, <laughs> you just know he's a cuck. He's, there's no <laughs> energy behind it. He's just like, you know, you can't call me. She's like, I don't, I've literally never done this before. Go fuck yourself. Yes. I, I, I'm like, you know, if I called you while your wife was around, then I want you to come and fucking just, like, throw me on the bed and just, like, fucking eat my ass until morning because I did it. Like, that's what I would expect. That's kind of like raw sexual energy I'm looking for. That's why she did it. That poor woman, like she just wanted like something exciting in bed and she wasn't getting it. She thought, maybe if I make him angry, there's so much to unwrap there. Uh, that's maybe so toxic. <laughs> fucking chokehold me up against the wall and finally make me feel something. She wanted some excitement in their like whole, whatever that was. And she was just trying to get it in any way she can. And he just goes there and said, it's like, ma'am, this isn't, very that's not very cordial to our affair and it's over <laughs> I was like what a loser small dick energy all day you know has who has big dick energy <laughs> the corpse on the ground <laughs> tobin bell hell yeah what else do we even have the rope stays on <laughs> <sighs> um Messy. what else always what is your favorite trap maybe the numbers thing just because it's so twisted and like like, there's no way that man was getting out alive. And I kind of love yeah, it. That's so fucked up to, like, the, your only light light source is, like, your your only hope is, like, also your biggest downfall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. I need more of that. I need more of that kind of shit. They just have no chance of escape. Um, Real quick, since we all know how I feel about Rob Zombie, I just want to say that the directors actually had to contact Rob Zombie to help them trim uh, this movie so it would get a so it wouldn't get an nc-17 rating oh i didn't that's interesting yeah so i mean it's not credited like in the um credits or anything but 
there's a couple of interviews that mention it. That's cool. That's awesome. I was just going to say, if anybody knows how to trim a movie for a rating, it has to be Rob Zombie. So. Yeah, it makes the most sense. Uh, but I have a question. What's up? Um, I don't... Are there really phone calls? Or is there really uh, cell phones that just receive phone calls? How do you even do that? No, that's one of my biggest things with this. Is like, so... I don't... I'm not technological enough to know, like, the big corporation over everything. But, like, by... Like, every cell phone, like, no matter how old it is, or if it has minutes or a SIM card or whatever, like, every cell phone has the ability to call 911. Oh, okay, right. So, like, I don't know what kind of, like, IT shit Daddy John has in the background, (laughs) (laughs) but he's figured it, he's figured something out that a lot of us have no idea. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Everything, like, everything in, um, I just think of those phones, uh, my brain is weird. I think of those phones that, uh, were created, like, for just children, uh, they're like a, what do they call like, jitterbugs or something? Jitterbugs are the old, the old people phones with, like, oh, really big buttons. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, but in, like, it's maybe just, like... It's like- I think it's it's something similar, like a Firefly or some shit like that. Yeah, but even those, like, some of those phones just have, like, just a big 911 and, like, just a 9 and a 1 just so you can call 911. So, like, every phone (laughs) is created so you can at least, like, reach out for fucking help. And, like, what? I was so confused. They've figured out how to jam phone calls, but also leave a little space so he can call in if he wants to. Yeah, so somebody can reach in and fucking check in on how they're doing. just wanted to see how it's going um (laughs) just to let you know you only have three hours left before i slaughter your wife but you know just let me know also why did why did jigsaw give him two cigarettes um you know i think it was it was just for that poison thing yeah but like that gives him the option of like maybe he wants to to give him the option to kill himself too (gasps) oh i love that i love that twisted thought process He's like, he might not have the balls to cut off his foot. So I guess I'll give him an out. I mean, another thing in this movie that they, um, I kind of feel bad for is like Adam was never going to get out because his key goes down the drain like immediately. So mm-hmm. like, it sucks that like he never, unless he saw it through his foot, he never was going to get out. So one of my issues is like how fast, um, Dr. Gordon just loses all color in his face and just turns into a corpse most yeah it's ridiculous i was confused like i understand you lot like i can't even understand the pain that you went through or like the blood loss but like that doesn't have that's not how our body works like you don't instantly turn into a piece of paper it was so crazy to me (laughs) i've got to get help before i die i was like what (laughs) Uh, I was very confused. But I, again, like, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he should have known that if that if he is a doctor and he, if he knew that him cutting his foot off in that uh, type of environment was going to cause him to get that bad that quickly, then it really, there's it serves no purpose. He's not going to be able to get help if he's that weak immediately. So he should have known of anybody. And like, so I'm throwing all knowledge out of like, of the other movies away. Whenever I talk about this kind of stuff. But, like, so, you know he, like, by losing his foot and everything and cutting it off with that rusty saw, you know he lost his leg if he doesn't die. Or if he even made it out. Because Lord knows Tobin could just, like, stomp on his stub and kill him. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, he has to know that the infection alone could probably kill him. Oh, yeah. So, like, he's gonna get gangrene real quick, especially from that bathroom. Yes. So, like, he should have known, like, there's really no reward in cutting your own foot off. I probably wouldn't, just because in my head, I would probably think that I would be able to escape still. Mm-hmm. So I probably would just die from like starvation or something because I would just continue. I would continuously like convince myself I'm still going to get out. Like probably the cops could come like five minutes after I did it. And I'd be like, damn it. Like <laughs> then you'd be really pissed. My ghost would be like, well, fuck. <laughs> also, I mean, you also have the option of killing somebody as well, because I mean, Gordon's. Oh, yeah, only I'm shooting task- Adam instantly. Even before <laughs> even before they told me that was an option. He's out. Dunskis. <laughs> and also, I don't understand why he didn't kill him still at the end. Like, after he even knew that he was taking pictures of him cheating on his wife, he still, like, didn't shoot him to kill him. He, like, shot him in the shoulder intentionally. Right. He trusted this man with his life, like, immediately. Well, I mean, Adam was, like, he also wasn't like making he wasn't making any, like, kind of effort to survive, I feel like. He was just doing, like, a little jig. I mean, he can only go so far. I mean, I don't know. I would just, I, I, I don't know if the, if the bathtub is like screwed into the ground, but I would like with all my might throw that tub at him. I would just pick that tub up and just toss it at so Gordon. So heavy. <laughs> A whole porcelain Honestly, tub. just fall into the tub. Because he, like, I don't, I don't know the logistics of porcelain, especially aged porcelain. <laughs> but like, I feel like you'd be kind of safe being shot. I mean, you only have one bullet. <laughs> so i'm gonna throw myself in that tub oh goodness i don't know this movie is crazy and like it's just like i thoroughly enjoyed it i really did even though like the acting was crunchy at times and some of the directing was a little chaotic uh which i do feel like was intentional i know that uh i read somewhere that james wan was like intentionally making shots of adam more it was like use it was like a handheld camera so like it felt more like crazy and like discombobulated and like gordon was supposed to like steady cam like cool calm collected so i know like his directing choices were intentional but they just kind of seemed a little crazy to me at times um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think this movie's fantastic. I really, really do. And I understand why there was so much money dumped into it, like right off the bat, because it's such a good movie. It's like, it's just, it's interesting. It feels different for the time that it came out, like, because there really wasn't anything like Saw at that time. You know, because right. around this time, we're kind of still in the post uh, scream like slasher boom of like the 90s and early 2000s um like scream 3 had just came out like a couple years before this so like we're still in that like post era of horror where like they didn't really know what to do after that like scream like came out you know middle of the 90s and like everything after that was like slasher movies and like that same like teen drama people getting knocked off one by one and then like scream even did it two more times and then it just kind of felt like boring again and just in general mindset of like mainstream uh because there was still some good shit that came out around that time um but like from that time frame from like 2000 to 2004 like it was kind of like in a weird like limbo um and i think saw really came through and like kind of like made its mark in horror and then like immediately for years after this, like everything was like a saw ripoff or like something that was like trying to capitalize off of like the aura that saw had in terms of like, you know, gore and just kills and blood, everything mm-hmm. that came after it. Um, yeah. It really kicked off the genre. It did. It really helped. And this happens with horror all the time. Like it's always like, 
it changes so frequently, which is why I think it's an amazing genre. And I think that's why people deserve, or I think that's why the genre itself deserves more credit than it's given. Uh, cause it's not winning many Oscars, which is stupid, but it changes so frequently. And like, there's so many different like things that it like grows into. And it just, you know, this was another, like, thanks to Saul, this was another time period of horror that was interesting and different and like brought new movies to the table. And then it like transitioned from, uh, like the saw shit into like uh, James Wan again, like with insidious and the conjuring then like made horror focus on like supernatural elements and things like that. So I don't know. I, I love saw for what it is. It, I mean, it's been something I've heard about for like my entire life just because of how big it was. Like, like you said, Storm, I mean, this is the movie that birthed you. So we're, you know, obviously we're the same age. We grew up like with the same like things and like Saul's was something that I knew was big. I just never chose to like watch it. Uh, but I appreciate everything this movie's done for like horror, even if it's like not my tea. This first film is, I think, standalone. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, once for me, like one through three saw is like the perfect trilogy, the perfect franchise. Um, I don't feel the need to go on for I think we're going on nine films with Spiral. I think something like that. So I don't feel the need for that, but also it fills in that little tiny guilty pleasure torture porn, just right, hits right in the sweet spot. So um, for people who aren't really a fan of the torture porn um, genre, I feel like one through three is really the sweet spot. I'm really excited to see the sequel. I like it's a lot of people's favorite. Mm -hmm. It's fine for sure. And it's the only one that I actually, like, remember, like, sitting down and watching a little bit when I was younger, um, uh-huh. even though I, I didn't, like, pay too much attention. So there's a lot of stuff in that movie that I kind of remember. So I am, like, really excited to rewatch it soon. Did we talk much about the end scene? Go ahead. Because you, you said you had a lot to say, so. Well, I don't know if I really have that much to say. But, so the end scene, like I said, it really could be, like, cut. And that's it. That's it for the franchise. Um, but just, I don't know. I just get this, like, weird thrill whenever Tobin just, like, slowly rises from this pool of blood that he's been sitting in this entire time. You know he's sore because the way that he's, like, (laughs) he fucking, (laughs) he takes the time to stretch and build suspense, and I love him for that. Also, the dedication to staying in that one position I know I for sure would not be wanting to stare at Adam for six hours straight. I would probably, I would be like inclined to turn my head towards Dr. Gordon and just like hope they didn't notice. How did he not like breathe? How did they not notice him breathing? I don't know. Maybe he's wearing a big shirt. Oh, uh, maybe he's like heavily padded, I guess. <laughs> I have no I idea. Have no idea. Um, that's another one. But just the way he rises and rips his wig, or not his wig. <laughs> he really did snatch himself bald. Yeah. He just snatches his brains. <laughs> I mean, what a fucking twist. I'm impressed with his makeup, his... Uh, his special effects makeup Yeah, artistry. special effects makeup. He really is a jack of all trades. He really he is impressive. is well thought out. <laughs> what did he do for a living? Did we find that out? Not in the first three. Okay, because he's so, like, intelligent. Like, where did he go to school? Did he go to school? Did he... I want to know more about him as a person. Daddy Kramer. <laughs> I know. We got to watch more, I guess. I got to watch all the movies then, I suppose. Well, I've seen all of them. It's just, 
I've it's been so long that I've since I've like sat down and like consistently taken it all in. Oh, it happens. It's easy to like forget sometimes. It really is. At least for me, it is. <laughs> well, and sometimes I like. So I read a lot of fan fiction. <laughs> Period. Okay, come through. Come on, fanfiction.net. I know. <laughs> come on, Wattpad. Ooh, Wattpad's a good one. Iconic. Catch me on there. My lonely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I feel like sometimes I read so much fan fiction that like little bits start to like work their way into like my my remembrance of like the actual plot uh-huh and so i'm like oh maybe i don't want to like confidently say like yeah we find out that he's a it for <laughs> mcdonald's wait what city is this in also do we know i don't know it's detroit no i'm just kidding i i get these are like little details that i think nobody really cares for but i think about i'm like what city is this what time of year is it is it winter is this are the streets busy is it i mean (laughs) denny kramer is wearing a full-on robe outside so i think it's probably fairly chilly i would assume so um but yeah so a lot of fan fiction has definitely warped your reality of the saw series yes but just in general that's why i was saying like Sometimes I don't want to confidently answer something because it might be fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. Um, um, <laughs> but, I mean, what an ending, though. Like, the gag of mm-hmm. it all. Like, what? Just the way he shocked. rises up. Like, what? And I was fucking expecting wild. So crazy. And I was expecting, like, Tobin Bell to be, like, all over this movie and, like, be fucking... Like, I mean, he's there the whole time. We just I mean, technically, yeah, technically, <laughs> he's there the whole time. But like, I was shocked. I just love the like the very end shot where of he's closing, the, closing door. the door. Yeah, and he's like, "Game over," and I'm like, oh, "Fuck!" It's intense. It's an intense way to end the movie. It really is. I feel bad for Adam in that moment. I know. You just know he's no. Also, I just wonder. Is he just going to leave him there to rot? He does, doesn't he? I've seen, again, like this movie's been around, I mean, these films have been around for so long, so I've seen like so many videos on YouTube that's like talk about the Saw series because I never thought I would watch it. So I was like, whatever, I'll just like watch these videos about it to see what it's all about. I'm pretty sure like they come back to that bathroom at one point in the one of the movies. I don't know. I don't know which one, but I feel like they come back to it and like we find out like he's dead. I'm sure he's been living off of rats and shit. I mean, I'm sure he probably just ate uh, Zep or whatever his name up. I would have been eating that man's bones. <laughs> not, not the cannibalism. That's another shot that is for me is like kind of striking. Like Adam just this whiny little bitch just finally growing some fucking balls and bashing his head in with the toilet out so good uh, i don't know what a crazy movie and just i want to watch more i mean it has a, it it sucks you in it really does because i'm very interested now yeah there's a lot to keep up with the farther that we get in i feel like it's kind of like the Marvel universe where like shit starts getting like fucking intertwined and you're oh, like, Oh, okay. Oh, I, well, I can keep up with it. Hopefully then hopefully I don't get too confused. I hope. I doubt it. You're smart. 
I believe in you. I'm really such like an airhead when it comes to, like watching some things because especially with this movie, yeah, I was like, I remember pausing it like, uh, I think after Amanda, like or after her scene, and I was like, wait a minute, like where, like what have we seen already? And like I had to sit there and like think about like every scene in the movie, and I'm just like, oh okay, I remember that because I just I get so confused sometimes, especially with this movie, it goes like from place to place so fast. It really does. Uh, that's me without captions. That's why oh, like I. Need I love and hate being in the theater because, like, sometimes I'm just, I'm guessing what they're saying. They sound like the parents from Peanuts sometimes. Like, very bad. <laughs> or they're talking, like, in Simlish or something. Like, I can't understand sometimes. Even in, th- my hearing's really bad. So even in, like, the fucking surround sound systems, I, like, sometimes I'm, like, I hear muffling and I just, I can't. I can't understand. I love subtitles. I think they're god's gift to movie watchers right well and ableism obviously oh also that yes but i also um like if somebody has an accent i'm fucked in a movie theater <laughs> i have no <laughs> idea what's going on dumb comparison but like game of thrones i have no idea what the fuck ha- is happening i've never seen an episode isn't it crazy i've never seen game of thrones but isn't it crazy how like nobody talks about game of thrones anymore like, people hated that last season, like, so much. So, like, they just, nobody talks about Game of Thrones anymore. Since it ended, I haven't heard one person mention Game of Thrones. And because people used to not shut the fuck up about it. Right. But now, like, it's gone. It, like, it's completely gone. Nobody talks about it. People still talk about Twilight a lot. And, like, nobody talks about Game of Thrones anymore. It's crazy how that fucking show just disappeared. Can one day, can we talk about how absolutely toxic uh, Jacob is? <laughs> Yeah, he's such a Gus Lighter in those movies. It's insane. Yeah. It's I so bad. I can't wait to have another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> should we just do like a Twilight podcast? I feel like we should do general media because our minds are such like train tracks that like the most random shit will connect. I com- I mentioned commercials in this fucking episode. Like pop culture and like that shit is like everything to me. I hate us. We're talking about Saw. <laughs> Yeah, literally, you were like, we gotta talk about Saw. <laughs> then he steers into... <laughs> Listen, that's why... Honestly, if anybody listening... Like, so say somebody tries to... They're like, oh, I'm gonna try out Sasha or whatever. And they're the type that is, like, atypical and, like, needs to, like... The talk is only about Saw. They're gonna fucking hate us. Yeah, we get off track so frequently. We're literally... There's no flow to this river. We're whitewater rafting. <laughs> The discussion really is a free-for-all. Like, I'm very psychotic, <laughs> and I... No, I'm very, like, uh, serious about things. And, like, I always have, like, show notes prepared, and I have I give them to Stormy, and I'm like, listen, you know, <laughs> these are our bullet points. We're doing this. We're discussing this. We're going to touch on this topic, this topic, this topic. Stormy adds in everything that she wants to talk about. It's a cohesive collaboration to keep us on track. <laughs> and then... Is it my fault? I'm <laughs> I all, I'm I all hold me. on. <laughs> I need somebody... Like a regular listener, I need somebody to tell us, like, who is the one who takes us off track. I think we both do it equally. Watch it be You think me. so? I think we well, do. I feel like we both have, like, a bit of chaotic energy. Just we do. We hear something that reminds us of something else, and we have to, like, talk about it. Yeah, like, even if it's not for the podcast, and, like, I could write it down and tell you later, 
I'm just like, I have to tell Adrian right now, <laughs> like this instant. This but is I've important. Been, I've been cutting a lot out though lately in the last few episodes. I'm proud of you. So, you know, I do keep us on track to it's an, uh, so it's a presentable project, but we really do go off track a lot. Sorry about it. All I know is we're chaotic and I love it. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's a lot to talk about with Saul, but I mean, I feel like we'll probably get more into the first film the more that we like review and discuss the other films. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like they're like, unfortunately for the first film, they're all connected in some way. And so I know watching the second one's going to bring up a whole bunch more questions from this first one for me. Right. Um, right now I think I have everything I need just in watching the first one. Like I think I have an idea. Um, you know, we really didn't get too much of who Jigsaw is as a person. Uh, we just know about these two awful men and like, you know, died and like it's whatever so i got whatever i needed from this first film uh and i loved it and i'm definitely interested in seeing what happens next so would you recommend it to anybody oh yeah it's a classic at this point i think saw really is considered a classic horror film like you it's one of those ones that you have to watch and like 10 years down the road people or maybe 20 like 20 years down the road people are gonna like talk about saw like we probably talk about halloween is that a big thing to say I just feel like it was such a big moment and it's such a huge right. franchise. Like, I feel like it's okay to say that it's a big no, movie. Yeah, for sure. We've addressed it a couple of times in some of the bigger movies that we've reviewed is like, you have to appreciate, even if you don't like torture porn or like a genre, you have to watch something and appreciate it for what it did for films, the film industry following. Yeah. This was the Halloween movie. Like, they released a Saw movie every year around Halloween for years. Like, right. it's, at least for me, like, my childhood was, Saw was such a big part of Halloween. Like, it was. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a big deal. It really was. I think for a while, one of its only, like, rivals was the Paranormal Activity movies, because they came out around the same time. Oh, yeah. There was, like, that time frame where it was just hot and heavy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was paranormal activity versus, and that's around the time frame. Like then things started to kind of switch around. And James Wan is a fantastic director, also to kind of get get into him a little bit, because he, I mean, my God, what that man has done for horror, just in terms of like these huge franchises that he's created, that's like kept horror pushing, whether you'd like it or not. Because I know there's people who don't like The Conjuring, which is perfectly fine, and there's people who don't like Saw, and like that's perfectly understandable as well. But there's no denying that, even in our down periods, because I mean, like now the last couple of years, like 2016, 17 to now, like horrors also had like a big surge and like just like really good quality shit. But like in these down, because it happens, like there's that, like it happens in horror. Like there's sometimes like the, like a spur, like a couple of years where there's like just like really crazy, like amazingly acted and shot and directed. And like there's just like these big horror films. But then there's like 10 years between like those moments where horror gets like really big, where it's just like, you know, people kind of just like make fun of it, I guess, or, like joke about it. But there's movies that keep the horror genre alive. And James Wan is like somebody who really helps or like do that so frequently like i mean the conjuring universe has been like what's been keeping people interested in horror uh for a little bit but then that gives people the opportunity then for like jordan peele to come through with get out or something and like do something completely different and like actually like change the scope of it a little bit but there's has to be credit to these films that whether good or bad uh that james wan really has helped so much with over the last like what is it 15 20 years almost almost i think this year is like the 17th anniversary yeah, so like, I don't know. There's a lot to be accounted for with these films, so. 
Agreed. It's a, a do recommend for me, but y'all already knew that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, Star? You can share your thoughts with us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, slash underscore her underscore pod. Um, you can find us on a lot of places: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and a couple of other places. You can follow. Uh, the link tree if you need any help with that <laughs> oh no we use all my links oh all my links I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a link in our bio <laughs> listen we're a little rusty we took a break so it's fine <laughs> yeah we did but we're back and better than ever baby here's to a better year yes for everybody really a year of growth love and success and kick-ass horror movies period so that is it for us this week um thanks for sticking around and stay spooky stay spooky bye bye you didn't put the n on her name so i called her fucking dunka no, there's an in there. <laughs> there's not an in. No, there is on mine. I guess it didn't save to yours. <laughs> I was all dunka. I was so confused. <laughs> what the fuck? It's okay. It's okay. You can say say Lois Duncan, and I'll edit that part in. Lois Duncan.